Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. We're continuing our study of faith this week. I would like to start with using Smith Wigglesworth as our example of faith. By trade, he was a plumber in England in the early 1900s who had an encounter with God and made the decision to live solely by the Word of God. The only thing he would read was his Bible. He made the statement, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by the Word of God. Last week, we learned that this is how Abraham lived, and in the New Testament, Paul believed the same way. He said in 2 Corinthians 5-7, We walk by faith, not by sight. There are many people who put their feelings first, their faith in their feelings second, and the Word of God in last place. We need to reverse the order and put God's Word in first place because our feelings are the voice of our body. Reasoning is the voice of our mind, and our conscience is the voice of our spirit. Acting on reason instead of relying on God's Word means that we're trusting in our own abilities instead of God's Word. Naturally, there are many instances when we must act on reason, but not with circumstances when reason contradicts God's Word. To act on reason rather than the Word means that we put our trust in man rather than in God. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17:5, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength or his arm. We should put our trust in God's Word and not in ourselves or other humans if we want to walk in victory. Just as there are two kinds of faith, as I shared last week, there are two kinds of unbelief. First, there's the kind of unbelief that's based on a lack of knowledge of God's Word. As I said earlier, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Those who haven't heard the Word of God don't have knowledge. Therefore, they can't be held accountable for what they don't know, and they have no basis to believe in. Many don't believe in spiritual things because they don't know what the Word teaches on the subject. For example, many people don't have an understanding of the covenant of healing that we have with Jesus, simply because they don't know what the Word says about it. So the cure for this kind of unbelief is gained through knowledge of God's Word. The other kind of unbelief is mentioned in Hebrews 3.19, which says, So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter into His rest. And Hebrews 4.6 says, They to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. These verses are talking about the children of Israel entering the promised land. They couldn't plead innocence because of ignorance, because God had already told them to go in and possess the promised land, but they didn't because of their unbelief. The New Living Translation reads, So God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. Hebrews 4.11 warns us to labor to enter into rest so we don't fall after the same example of unbelief. The Passion Translation says, 
So then we must give our all and be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. The children of Israel knew what God had said, but they couldn't be persuaded to act on it. This is called unbelief. They had the knowledge of God's word, but they couldn't be persuaded in their heart to act upon it, and they were unwilling to allow the word to govern them. Does that sound familiar in today's world? Unbelief is not new. People were rebelling against God's word thousands of years ago. How many Christians do you know that are still unwilling to allow the Word of God to govern their lives? Many know what the Word says, but they refuse to act upon it and act like it's true. So unbelief is either ignorance of the Word or unpersuadableness to act upon the Word. The cure for ignorance is to gain knowledge, and the cure for unbelief is obedience. Faith is acting on God's Word. If we really believe what the Word says and that it's true, we'll be just as steady in the midst of trials as we are when we're walking in total victory. Our faith should be like the faith of Abraham because we're Abraham's seed, according to Galatians 3.7, which says, So those who are the true children of Abraham will have the same faith as their father. Our faith is simply based on what God says. You know, at various times in our lives, our life may seem to resemble the shipwreck that Paul experienced in Acts 27. In the midst of the storms of our life, if we're walking by feelings, it might seem like the Lord has forsaken us and all hope is gone. However, if we keep our eyes on the Word of God and keep speaking His promises, we will overcome our challenges. We can put our trust in His faithfulness because he tells us in Hebrews 13:5 that he'll never leave us or forsake us. In the midst of life's storms, we can say the same thing that Paul said in Acts 27:25. It says, "Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me." In 1 Timothy 6:12, we're told to fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The only thing we're to fight is the fight of faith. Jesus has taken care of every battle we will ever face, and He's already pronounced us the victor. There wouldn't be a fight of faith if there weren't enemies of our faith. However, the enemies of faith aren't in the natural realm, they're in the spirit realm. One of the greatest hindrances to our faith is lack of knowledge of what God's Word actually says. Since faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, the enemies of faith will be connected to you in some way with our lack of knowledge of God's Word. They will try to distract or hinder you from reading and hearing the truth that's in God's Word. If we have knowledge of God's Word, nothing can keep it from working in our lives because we've heard it and we know what it says. We have faith in knowing His Word works. We simply have to obey it. Have you ever heard people pray to get more faith? But this prayer doesn't line up with God's Word because they're trying to get what the Word alone can give us. As I said earlier, Romans 10:17 in the New American Standard Bible says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And the Passion Translation reads, 
Faith, then, is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed entrance of the anointed one. If we could get faith by praying for it, then these verses would not be true. One of the most prominent enemies of faith is a sense of unworthiness. I believe all of us have had a battle with the feelings of being unworthy at some point in our lives. A sense of unworthiness and lack of faith, they go hand in hand. These two are perhaps the most subtle, most dangerous weapons the devil can use to defeat us. However, we can find the answer to these feelings in God's Word. The answer to our feelings of unworthiness and our worthiness is based in who we are in Christ. The challenge is that most people look at themselves from the natural standpoint with all their shortcomings, mistakes, failures, faults, everything that's negative about them. Instead of looking at themselves through the redemptive blood of Jesus, which is the way that God looks at us. In Psalms 19, 130, we read, The entrance of your words give light. Once the word of God has come into your spirit, it can't be removed. Even though the devil will do his best to confuse you, he'll try to keep you from walking in the light, and he'll even go as far as saying, It's true that that prayer of faith works, but you can't pray the prayer of faith because you aren't good enough. You're just not worthy, or you're just unworthy. And we know that that's a lie because Satan is the father of lies. If his lips are moving, he's lying. However, the good news or the promise to combat this lie is found in 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We didn't make ourselves new creatures when we were born again. God did that for us. So according to Ephesians 4.24, we put on the new man, which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. So ask yourself, would God make a new creature that wasn't good enough to stand in his presence? I don't think so. Instead of looking at your outward man and all the shortcomings, start believing what the Bible says about you, the real you, your spirit man. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the head and not the tail. So a sense of unworthiness on our part is a denial of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. As you dig into the Word of God, you'll get rid of any sense of unworthiness. And when you get rid of it, the sense of a lack of faith will also leave because you have revelation of who you are in Christ. Another reason people are defeated in their faith is because they surrender to another enemy of faith. They substitute hope or mental agreement for faith. Hope is the anchor that faith holds on to. But hope in and of itself produces nothing. Hope doesn't have any substance. However, faith does give substance to what we hope for. We pray in vain when we just hope for something. The Bible doesn't say that God hears the prayer of hope. No, instead, according to James 5.15, He hears the prayer of faith. If all we had to do was hope when we prayed, we'd have all our prayers answered. But we must believe that we receive when we pray, according to Mark eleven twenty four, which says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Hope, 
postpones things into the future. But faith is present tense. It's now, right now. We need to get our believing in line with God's Word and not just hope for things. You need to start believing in line with what the Word says about your situation. If someone asks you how you're feeling, answer them with what the Word says, not according to your natural senses and what they're telling you. Because we walk by faith and not by sight and not by our feelings. Your faith will give substance to your healing, your prosperity, your peace, your joy, whatever you're believing God for, because these are in the spirit realm. But we want them out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. And we do that by exercising our faith. Another enemy of faith is wavering. The Bible says in James 1, 6, and 7, But let him ask in faith, with no doubting or wavering, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. A wavering faith won't work. So once you've taken your stand and you've released your faith, don't waver. Take your stand by saying, I believe I receive. Or, I take it now by faith. And never move from that position. Simply hold fast to your confession of faith until what you're believing God for is manifested in your life. The greatest battle you'll ever fight will be the battle you fight in your mind. That's why you need to renew your mind to what God says about you and your situation and then stand on that verse and make your faith confession. You know, the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. How often have you wondered why it's so hard to fight the good fight of faith that Paul wrote about in 1 Timothy 6.12? The reason it's so hard is because we're surrounded by a negative, antagonistic, atmosphere where Satan is the prince of the air. So living in his world, it's easy to base our faith on physical evidence or what is seen rather than on God's word and his promises, which are unseen. Like I said earlier, this is an enemy to our faith. So we have to again renew our minds with the word of God and base our faith on what God says. True faith believes in the things that it cannot see, and it gives substance to those things. Faith changes hope into reality and acts in the face of contrary evidence. You'll hear faith sounding above all the turmoil that's going on in your mind. It'll be shouting, I win. I believe I receive in Jesus' name. I take it by faith right now. Well, as I close today, I want to remind you that God created you to win and walk in victory every day of your life. And you do that by walking in faith. And I want to remind you that God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And He has great plans for your life. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, if you would like more information on how to live the victorious life. And while you're there, I invite you to sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living. And I have a monthly email called Victory Thoughts. You can sign up for that also. Then plan to join me next week as we continue our series on faith.